Welcome to Rob's Reliability Project, a podcast for maintenance and reliability people to better themselves both at home and at work. Now let's get rolling. Welcome to Rob's Reliability Project. I'm Rob Kalvaroski. On this week's episode, I welcome Sonia Mathura back to the show. We discuss emotional intelligence, leadership, stress reduction, and a bunch more topics. I really hope you enjoy this one. Now, I just wanted to put out a little call to action before we get into the interview. And that's if this content really connects with you and you're looking for some sort of leadership, emotional intelligence type help or coaching in either personally or in your organization, definitely send me an email, robsreliabilityproject at gmail.com. I also would like feedback on this type of content. I think I'm going to start going down this route a little bit more as I've sort of gone down this route myself personally, and I think there's a lot of value add for you in me talking about my journey and in me talking about what I've learned. So I would definitely love to hear from you. You can either send me an email, robsreliabilityproject at gmail.com, or you can send me a LinkedIn message. I'd love to hear feedback on this type of stuff so then I can understand whether it's connecting with you or not. Really appreciate you guys listening. If you haven't yet, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform. And here's the interview with Sonia Mathura. Hey guys, we are back and special guest Sonia Mathura is back on. Sonia, how are you? I am great, Rob. I am fantastic right now. Oh, that's that's great to hear. I mean, we got a few things going on. We were just we were just talking before the show started. We were talking about COVID, but it's also it's pie day today. It's it's the 14th of March, so you know, nerd out and eat some pie. Oh my gosh, I need some pie. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone, I mean, if you don't know Sonia, I'm not sure where you've been hiding because oh. Sonia, this is your fourth time on the show. Oh my gosh, number four. <laughs> yeah, so I appreciate you coming back. I mean, it's it's we've had some good episodes. I I think a few of them they're in the top five all time. So you're you're a star. Oh, wow! Thank you for making me a star, Rob. <laughs> I appreciate that. So yeah, so if everyone's listening. Sonia is the Managing Director of Strategic Reliability Solutions. And if you want to check out her website, go to strategicreliabilitysolutions.com. So Sonia, you know, we got a lot of stuff in flux here right now, so it's, it's going to be hard for you to answer this. But what's new with Strategic Reliability Solutions? Oh my gosh, there's so many new things going on. So the new things that I can talk about is that we are actually now offering emotional intelligence workshops. So when we had the vision for strategic reliability, while we wanted to focus on engineering, we realized that with engineering, you have the hard side with all of the calculations and all the applications. But at the end of the day, you have a human behind that. And we realize that sometimes we don't pay as much attention to the softer side of engineering. 
the actual the persons that are involved and helping them to manage like anger, stress, you know, all of these things. So we've actually partnered with a life coach locally and we are now starting to roll out these emotional intelligence workshops. So it's going to be very interesting uh, given that we want to cover, when we talk about reliability, we always talk about efficiency, right? So it's very cool to have efficiency both on the hard side and on the soft side. So it's very, very interesting going forward with these emotional intelligence workshops. And we've had a lot of people ask us for that because at the point that we're at right now is that we're helping our staff um, develop their skills to do their job better. Sure, that's great. But how are they um, managing in teams? Uh, Can they work with each other? We are all human at the end of the day, which is something we need to remember from time to time. And we will always have, um, we, will, we have to deal with other humans. We can't just deal with machines all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so being able to do anger management, stress management, um, balancing your life, all of that, it helps you to be a better person in your holistic development. So branching out with these emotional intelligence workshops in addition to all our reliability-related stuff is very interesting. So we're at the point where we could see things from both sides. So it's it's been interesting, very, very interesting so far. Yeah, I love it. I mean, I think that, well, one, it's, it's something I've been working on myself yes. um, personally, but I th- like... If you think about what we talk about in reliability and asset management, I mean, asset management's like how to get value out of your assets or like how to maximize your assets. And if we really dive back into it, like for me, what I've really been thinking about lately is like our number one assets ourself, right? And it's like if you're too stressed out or you're, you know, for me, like I was, you know, struggling a lot with depression and anxiety and suicidal thoughts. And it's like, how can I get up in the morning and function if I'm doing this? And then also, like, it makes life not enjoyable, right? And it, like, I know. <laughs> it's like, that's like, if we're not having fun, like, what's the point, right? Yeah, we're just, we, we are not robots. We are not drones. We haven't been programmed like that, you know? We're still, like I say, we're still human. At the end of the day, we have the soft side to us and we may have the hard side as well. So we need to find that balance in between. And a lot of people, um, what we realize is that we get thrown into these jobs and these jobs sort of, they take over our lives. And we think that our main purpose is just to work. But how can you function effectively if you haven't worked on yourself and done that healing process? So that's what we're trying to bridge that gap right now. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. It was something, well, I want to kind of jump off of something you said there. You said, you know, we weren't programmed to be robots. I actually kind mm-hmm. of disagree. Um, oh, really? Yeah, I mean, I mean, like the first thing is we're not robots, that's for sure. Uh-huh. But like our conditioning, for me at least, um, and for a lot of people out there, it's like don't show emotion, emotions, weakness. You go, you can 
you know, if you're sad, you just like sack up and like work harder. And, you know, like one of the first things I worked on with my coach, like she, she really had me just like a very simple thing. It's basically like rate your mood from one to 10 and then, you know, dig a little further and say like, why do you feel that way? Like that was one of the first things we worked on. And it was uh, like, for me, it was really hard to do because it was just like, you know, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. Cause I was super closed off to everything. Yeah. (laughs) But now it's, it's like, you know, we're, I I mean, I've been working with her since October. So it's been, it's been, you know, almost, I guess now five months or so. And it's like, now it's, we've gotten into way more, like we've completely opened me up and it's kind of been interesting. Like, you know, we even suspect that I'm an empath, which before this, I never would have guessed that. So you, you see, when you start digging a bit deeper, you realize a lot of things that would have been either hidden below the surface or right before your eyes. And you didn't know that about yourself. And how could you perform to your maximum ability if you don't know yourself properly? So that is, I'm so glad that you're working with her and she's helping you to get to this stage that you're at. Because I think a lot of engineers uh, struggle with that. They think that, uh, you know what, we need to go in there, we need to get this done, and that's it. You know, we're, just like you said, I'm okay, you know. That's the first thing we say, I'm okay, I'm fine. Yeah, it's all good, you know, it's fine. But at that point in time, it's just a, a recording in our minds, and we're like, we're conditioned to think that we're okay when we're really not. So totally hear what you're saying there yeah and i I think you know in in addition to that it's like like i spent a lot of my life playing sports and then now you know in maintenance i don't think we're very open with our feelings like i like you must like you go to a bunch of plants and you talk to a lot of mechanics oh yeah and it's not okay to talk about how you feel at a plant no they look at you like you're crazy (laughs) Yeah, they do. They definitely do. And uh, like, even if you were like, okay, well, and the thing about it is that we all have emotions and it goes, it goes a lot deeper. So like if somebody, um, one of your mechanics, they show up to work and they're frustrated, they're going to be frustrated with everything. So your efficiency level automatically goes down, right? So the reason that they could be frustrated is because they had a bad morning, they had traffic, but they don't know that those are the reasons that they're frustrated and they just take it out on everybody else. So learning to deal with that and to admit, you know, I'm a bit frustrated right now. Can I have some time to, you know, regroup and then we could perform this? That just saying that simple statement could mean... um, the difference between uh, $10 and $100,000. Because if he performs, <laughs> if he performs some sort of operation on the plants and he just, his mind wasn't that focused, there may be some interruptions on the plants that will cost him about $10,000. <laughs> so it, it all yeah. goes back to understanding yourself and being balanced to that 
to that effect. So I'm so glad you brought that up. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think there's like there's a few aspects to that. The first thing I want to say, and, and it's something that I've kind of been chewing on lately is especially with this content, you know, like I think going forward, you're going to start to see it. I mean, you've already seen it shift a little bit, but you'll start to see it shift even more. Um, and, and really it's like for, for people out there, like I care more about you personally than I do about your operation or even, you know, my operation, right? Like, like for people listening, like if you're depressed and you're suicidal and somehow my content, you know, connects with you and can help you, I care more about that than saving your company a billion dollars. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's just like, you know, I don't, and I don't even think that's like a crazy thing to say. I think that that's like, it's not. <laughs> you know, so, so that's the one thing. And then the second thing is just like negativity spirals downwards and then the inverse is also true like positivity spirals upwards and so like what you're mentioning there where it's like a guy comes in he's frustrated or he's down you know for whatever reason you know he's gonna you know yell at his employees or he's going to you know or his team member or he's gonna you know maybe he won't put the right grease in or whatever whatever that is doesn't really matter but it causes that spiral and that's that's where they talk about if you look at these gallup polls where they say like uh they rate people on their engagement levels and they say like i forget it's actively disengaged i believe is the term they use and what that means is it's not that you're checked out it's like you're you're actually like doing things negative to your workplace okay and like like in, disengaged is basically like you show up and you don't do much actively disengaged is basically you're working against what you're trying to do and those people it's it's crazy like it's like they cost their company like nine to ten times more than any like than other employees it, you know it's it's some like absurd number and it's all like that culture thing right and it's the same like the opposite is also true like you know, Sonia, like when you show up at a plant and you bring that energy, like everyone's oh, yeah, going to be happy shine. around you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think, and if we, if we're talking about that as well, that what we project and what we, when we interact with people, if we're giving them that negative energy, more than likely that's what we're going to get back. But if we start off with a positive and then we're doing our interactions, you actually, your visits to the plant, it becomes so much more valuable because people see that you understand their operation, that you see the value in their work. So they're willing to share a lot more. So it, it goes back to trying to be as well-rounded as you can and understanding yourself. And I think a lot of people have skipped out on that part. So getting them to reach that level, that's, that's where we're at right now. Yeah, I love it. And I think I just feel like it's not that they've skipped out. I just don't think that we've developed the skills to do it. Like, I don't think we've ever been taught how to look at yourself in that way. And I mean, I, I never have. And for my, like, you know, for my, most of my life, it was all about, you know, get, get better grades, play better in sports, you know, achieve more, 
go to the best college you can and then get the best job you can and then you'll be happy. That was like the message. And you're not, right? Yeah, and I mean, you get out, you get a great job and you're like, well, what's, like, I'm not happy. Like, I'm not happy. And then you start questioning and then you go down these rabbit holes. And, you know, it's really that, you know, like you, you don't know what you're out there for. And I'm still like, I'm still defining what that is, but it's, you know, for a lot of us in reliability, I mean, I remember I posted myself, like how I, how I ended up in reliability. Basically I went to a hockey game and I met someone who worked at a mine and they said they were hiring. They hired me and I was a reliability engineer. And, you, interesting. you know, and, it, and it's like, that's not that, I mean, the hockey game part is uncommon, but other than that, I mean, it's like a lot of my audience and, you know, they, they've kind of been the same thing. It was, you know, they showed up at the plant and it was like, Hey, you're the reliability guy. Now go forth. Like spread those wings. <laughs> and I'm sure, I mean, Sonia, I'm sure you get this question a lot too. And I get it all the time is basically that, that same question. It's like, I am now the reliability guy. What do I do? Yes. Yep. Yep, you get it all the time. It's, uh, it's it's like when you get in there, you you may have preconceived notions of what you should be doing, but you have those preconceived notions, and then your boss has another set of notions, and then your customer has another set of notions, and nobody's on the same page. So it's just trying to figure out that balance with everything and. Um, I think what really helps with that is trying to identify what value you can add to a situation. So I've always tried to approach it from that standpoint. Okay, so we're here. So what do we do now? Um, how can I add value to this situation? So I find bringing it back to that standpoint always helps rather than thinking, okay, I'm here for eight hours. I need to do X, Y, Z. And um, those are my, the, the, that's my job scope. So I'm just going to do that and it's going to be fine. When in reality, when you get there and you realize that I can make an impact or I can add value to the situation just by spending um, an extra half an hour talking to the lubrication guys or talking them to find out how they do maintenance so that you can correct or rather even help them to do it a bit better that adds more value to your visits than actually saying okay well i'm just here to do x y and c so always bring it back to the value part yeah no i i, I love it and i think i think you're kind of driving at a point here which it, it is that emotional intelligence right and it's it's you can almost add more value by improving the people around you than you can just by just showing up and doing your job to the best you can do it. And like, that's one, th the one thing that I've learned through, through my coaching process is that's leadership. You know, it's not about, you know, being the CEO or, you know, being a manager of your team. It, that's what leadership is. <laughs> Yeah, no, there, there's a lot to talk about. And, and, you know, like, 
I think we're going to explore it more as we go forward. And so it'll be real interesting to see it. And definitely, like, if you're listening to this and you like this type of content, let me know because if not, we'll we'll see what and, – and if you don't like it, let me know also. <laughs> oh, yeah. Feedback is important no matter what. <laughs> so, Sonia, like you mentioned a few of the courses, like stress reduction. Um, mm-hmm. what, what else do you got? Like what else is coming out? Well, what – what we're trying to do really is get into the organization and find out what issues they have and what is their their main stress points, their main issues or challenges that their workers may face. And then if necessary, design a course uh, tailored to that. Because when we look at, for instance, you're in the, the oil and gas industry, the persons that you're looking at may be engineers. Whereas if you looked at uh, a food production or actually food manufacturing, you may look at your bakers instead if they are having issues. So it's all about tailoring the courses to the issues or the challenges that may be faced and then tailoring that further to the audience as being that we're talking to. Because when we talk about emotional intelligence, it's not just hard and fast. It has to be tailored and it has to be um, put towards whatever issues and challenges that the workers may be facing. Because if you don't have something that's relevant to them, then it's as though you're wasting their time and they wouldn't connect with the information as much as if you have something that they can connect to they can understand it, they could relate to it, and then they can start doing some work on that. So it's all about tailoring the information to them and understanding their challenges and working with them to get it done. So what do you, what do you think are some of the big emotional intelligence challenges that you've seen in industry? Well, some of the biggest challenges that I've seen in the industry would be one that just stands out would be stress management because I see so many um, managers, engineers, um, guys on the ground. The first thing they say is stress management. And they're like, I can't deal with all of the stress. It's too much. So that's one of the most common areas that we see. The other one would be leadership. Like you mentioned, you mentioned leadership as well. So with leadership, you have a lot of people uh, in the higher positions, they they try to be leaders, but they they're so disconnected from their audience that they're not making that um, lower level staff or even the maintenance staff. You know, they're not able to connect to them or talk to them or provide that guidance or that leadership aspect to them when they should be. They just have a top down approach. Okay, get it done. We're not um, taking the time to understand our employees, understand what uh, motivates them, what helps them to make them a better worker. How can you help them? Because that's part of leadership as well. What can you do for your employee so that your employee could want to come to work in the morning? So it all goes back to leadership, stress management. I've seen a lot with anger management 
because I have, oh my gosh, <laughs> and you and you know the language within the the within most of these industries, um, where where the language um lies. <laughs> so, anger management, and that it kind of leads back to communication as well. So everything, if you if you start thinking about it, everything is interconnected. So, if you have a communication issue. That could lead into your anger management or your stress management or even your leadership issue. So it's all interconnected. And yeah, those are some of the, the big ones that we see um, from time to time. But what you would realize is that depending on the industry, so for instance, like a chemicals plant, they may have more issues with communication in terms of um shift changeover when you're doing a, a turnaround um, compared to somebody who's in like let's say uh, um, a facility that manufactures paper they may have more issues with leadership in that that particular scenario so it really depends on the industry but those are all issues that we face when we talk about emotional intelligence it's just getting people to understand themselves first and understand what we need to do to help everyone conscious, like helping them to consciously live and understand. Yeah, I, I think the stress one is, is pretty common for, from what I've seen. The anger one, sometimes it pops up in these reactive environments oh, yeah. where you know, they start yelling at each other or they start blaming each other oh for, for failures. And things start flying. <laughs> <laughs> I guess a few things I want to just mention with this. From the stress management side, I think a lot of us as, as these like trying to be these sort of robot type people, oh boy. Especially, especially myself, like I look, at, I look at stuff and I keep adding and I keep adding and I keep adding and I keep mm-hmm. adding. And and even recently, like I, I talked to my coach about it, you know, last week was was like I've been kind of feeling a little bit like I'm doing too much now. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and for people listening, like, you know, I work full time. I do this podcast on the weekends. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm doing you know, I'm, I'm doing some other stuff like oh, some social wow. media marketing, like some other stuff. And so it's like at some point, you know, when you're working almost three jobs it's it's kind of like it gets kind of overloaded at some point right it does and what you really got to kind of come back to is one is you got to understand like how you're feeling and so if you're feeling like you're overloaded maybe you can take a week off or you can take two weeks off like I took a week off a few weeks ago basically for my mental health like I was Mm -hmm. I was feeling kind of overloaded I was feeling a little bit you know, I was, I was on and off some new medication and it got kind of messed up and I took a week off and I just did fun stuff. You know, like I didn't travel anywhere. I should have, I should have gone to Trinidad and visited you, Sonia. You but... should have, you should have. <laughs> I would have carried it all over the island. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I had to, I still stuck around and I, and you know, I just did some stuff and it actually worked out pretty well because I, you know, I, I worked through some stuff on my end. I got some rest that I needed and I've been feeling a little bit better. But, you know, it, it's not all always about, I guess, I guess, you know, like it's, it's hard to say, but 
the message really is, is if you're adding something, you know, one, you got to ask yourself, like, is this aligned with your personal values and your, you know, your personal belief system? Kind of think of it like an asset management type of thing. Mm -hmm. The second thing is, you know, ask this, and this is the question that I'm still working through is, is this your conditioned self that's trying to add or is this what you actually want to do? Oh, that's a good question. And it's a hard question. That is a good, that, that question will, that's a, a loaded question, actually. <laughs> and, and that's the thing. It is, is absolutely a loaded question. And, it, and it's something where, like, that's the kind of once we've gotten through this, this feelings aspect and really opened me up, that's kind of been the next step is, is unlocking mm-hmm. that unconditioned self. And the unconditioned self is that's the one where for me, what's turned into is like, I care about people. I care about my listeners. I care about, you know, teaching you new things. I care about how you're feeling. And that's the real unconditioned part of me where if you would have asked me, you know, even six months ago, you know, I would have said like, Hey, I'm doing this podcast because I want to build a, you know, a consulting business or something like that. And mm-hmm. I mean, that's the, condition version of me that's the robot version of me but the the non-robot version of me is i mean we're probably not going to go down that road so (laughs) (laughs) but when you think about it the non-robot version of ourselves is actually our passion and our driving force for whatever we do and there are times that we don't even recognize that so if I, if I were to bring that back to strategic, uh, one of the main reasons that I started the business is it was because I saw that we needed professionals, we needed reliability persons. And I wanted to make sure that we actually had access to SMEs and uh, general persons who are just so knowledgeable about these industries, being able to have access to them and being able to translate that into the work environments that we would have in Trinidad. Because in Trinidad, we're heavily industrialized. Uh, We have a lot of, well, apart from being a natural resource uh, with the oil and gas in Trinidad, We've been using oil and gas for quite some time. So our industrialization would be a bit ahead compared to some of the other islands where they would focus more on tourism. And that's why we would see a lot more in Trinidad. We have a lot more uh, business tourism. We could say business tourism because we have we always have visitors here and they're on business trips because they're coming to see um, the ammonia plant. They're coming to see how we could improve um, relationships or how we could improve equipment and reliability. So one of the main things behind forming strategic was just to be able to bring that knowledge base to Trinidad and by extension, the Caribbean, because there are times when we need that help because we have, we have the availability of these industries here and having the industries are fine, but having guidance on how to get things done uh, more efficiently or to improve your production levels 
those things would have been tested globally in other areas. Um, they would have done stuff like on some other plant in Dubai and we could use that experience in Trinidad. So that was one of the main focus points for building strategic. It's to bring actual experience and bring SMEs and bring information to Trinidad and the Caribbean and have that information uh, spread across and actually utilize the information. And I need to stress on utilizing the information because there are a lot of times that we do um, we do training sessions and we train the staff and we help them to understand, you know, this is the best way that we can have this done. Um, these are practices that we would have done before. And we tell them and we train them and then they go back to their plants and that's it the end they don't remember anything they don't apply it so part of one of the main driving factors with strategic is getting them to implement the whatever they would have learned getting them to apply it so that's why we focus more on tailoring courses to their actual needs because if it's not tailored to their needs they may not understand or know how to bridge that gap between what they've learned and then how to actually apply it in their situation. So that's, like I said, it comes back to your passion and what you're really doing it for. And it's, it all goes back to, all goes back to that. So it's not our robotic selves saying, yeah, I'm just, I'm doing this because I want to get it done and it's gonna, it's gonna look good. Um, <laughs> it comes back to your, to your passion and, when you have that passion that drives it, you realize that a lot of things become easier in that you realize where you want to carry certain things. Oh, yeah. No, I, I love it and I agree. I mean, it's the one thing the one thing that I've talked a lot about with my coach and she talks about with me is is sustainability. And, you know, and, and that's the sustainable strategy. Like the unsustainable the unsustainable strategy is being a robot and adding and, you know, just adding and adding and trying harder and doing that type of stuff with no, you know, like no intrinsic motivation because at some point you'll hit a wall. You know, I hit a wall. I hit a wall. You know, I went to the hospital. It was depression, suicidal. You know, maybe your wall won't be like that. Maybe you'll just kind of cap out or you'll become really stressed or whatever, but you'll hit a wall. When you find that intrinsic motivation and you really connect with your unconditioned self, like what'll happen is you'll start finding these, like you'll, you'll, like it's exactly what Sonia said, you know, things will get easier. Like you'll be happy to show up for work. You know, if you need time off, you'll take it for yourself. You, you'll kind of develop these habits where you're just it's it's more of a sustainable strategy versus just trying to you know hit it every day and and kind of max out so it's definitely something to think about and you know absolutely like we're going to talk more about this on the show coming up i i will have my coach on this podcast coming out um i haven't we haven't recorded it yet but i'm hoping to do that in the next you know month or so so we'll we'll definitely do that um, now, Sonia, just wrapping up here, I guess, you know, 
for people out there who are listening, do you have any like tips on, you know, stress reduction or emotional intelligence or anything like that? Uh, I think some tips on like stress reduction is understanding what is important uh, versus what is actually um, urgent. And I think that's one of the, uh, it, it sounds weird and it sounds like urgent should be important, but that's not true. Something that's urgent is something that it should be done right away but it may not be important in that it adds value or it has to be done to, um, to get things running. So let's, let's take an example such um, if we have a, a maintenance guy and something that's urgent is sending off the reports of his, his weekly duties, let's say. That's urgent. Um, his manager needs to see that. But a pump may have gone down and that would be important in that he needs to get that pump fixed and up and running to actually get the production levels back up. So understanding what is urgent versus what is important, I think that's one of your, your basis factors for helping to manage stress. Because if you're like, okay, I need to send a report, I need to go and fix the pump, you automatically get stressed out because you've built a list of things in your mind. And I know we were talking about lists earlier. Um, you, built, you built a list of things in your mind that you have to do and you kind of, you psych yourself out because you're like, oh my gosh, I have this amount of things to do. But if you dial back a bit and you're like, okay, I need to send this report, but I'm not going to do that right now. I'm going to focus on getting the pump started and have that done. But I'm not saying neglect your duties at the same point in time. If you want, you could probably send an email to your manager and said, I will send this report at the end of the day, um, working on getting the production levels up. Because your manager is human, while people may not believe that. Um, they are human and they do understand when you can actually make that decision and be in that position to make a decision of that caliber because then what your manager understands is that oh my employee actually cares about the plants they they understand that we need production levels up no matter what you know that's where we actually get our um our profits and whatnot so understanding urgent this is important that that helps a lot and learning to delegate because I think sometimes we, we focus too much on saying, I need to do this or I need to do that. But being able to delegate tasks for you know, another person, that while it may help get things off of your list, may add to their list, but being able to show that trust in them and letting them know, you know what, I trust you to handle this for me can you do it that helps in stress reduction as well because now you you've opened up space to actually do other things that are important and not urgent <laughs> so learning and another thing is like just learning to say no 
because there, there are times I remember when I started off in the industry and people will ask me, can you do this for me? And I'm like, yeah, sure, no problem. And then at the end of the day, I am spending most of my time doing stuff for other people and my work is being ignored. And then I have to, to you know, think back and I'm like, okay, wait, I need to know what's important. These things need to get done. I can do, I can help these people with this. Yeah, sure, that's not a problem, but I need to know what's important first and get my priorities aligned or even defer their stuff to another time. And I think that comes back to deadlines as well. Because, so within this industry, you always have deadlines prop up, right? And every time somebody sees a deadline, you get, you get, you know, you're like, okay, I need to get this done by this date, whatever. Ugh, it's so much stress involved in deadlines. <laughs> but being able to manage your time properly, that helps with stress reduction as well. And just balancing yourself and your workload. So even though you may have a deadline tomorrow, say, okay, I have that deadline tomorrow. I have this amount of time. I'm going to dedicate it getting it done if i know i can't get it done within um let's say the four hours i'm gonna have to get persons to help me with it and being able to recognize that you need that help that helps so that that is huge as well because so it comes back to understanding yourself and knowing what you can handle and what you can't handle yeah no i love it and that that's definitely something you know like just fyi for people out there like i'm working on Stay, saying no um and and part of that like i've had a bunch of calls lately people asking for either help or for time or for this or for that and like i do want to help you okay i'm just gonna say that right now i want to help you now probably what's going to end up happening is as i get more demands um i'm going to start saying no or i'm going to start pushing you back a few weeks so to kind of schedule them and kind of reduce my workload. So, I mean, definitely if you need help or something, definitely feel free to reach out. Um, what I would ask with respect to that is just, if you have the question already, just put it in the email or put it in, in the message. Um, that helps. That helps. <laughs> I, I really, uh, I'm going to start pushing back on these ones, which are just like, hey, I need help. Can you, can we have a call? Like, I'm going to start pushing back on those because they've, they've just started, like, I mean, obviously my content must be doing well because I get a lot of them now. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, I, like, I know it was funny. So Sonia, like we, we had you on, we were going to talk about ICML 55 and we just spent the... Spent the show talking about uh, emotional intelligence. So that, I mean, I, it's been something that I've wanted to talk about actually a lot on this show. Um, and I was thinking about doing some more solo pods on it, but it's nice to have somebody else on to talk about it. Uh, we always love being on the show. <laughs> <laughs> now, Sonia, so for people listening, like plugs, like I know you know, conferences right now are kind of up in the air, but obviously they should follow you on LinkedIn. And if you're looking for Sonia, her, like her, the link to her LinkedIn is, is in the podcast notes or she's tagged in the post. Now, where else can they find you? 
Well, just go. We we have our websites, and we actually have a page dedicated to just telling people a little bit more about emotional intelligence. So, and that actually that section is gonna be fleshed out a lot more by the end of the year. And we have a lot of amazing content coming on that, but I am not allowed to talk about it yet until <laughs> it's been published. So while I say we have a lot of things going on to the background, so you can check us out on strategicreliabilitysolutions.com. And we did take the plunge and we are doing Facebook and Instagram as well. So on Facebook, you can look for the page Strategic Reliability Solutions. Or on Instagram, you can connect with us and our username there is Strategic Reliability. And of course, LinkedIn, you just look for Sanya Matura. So that's easy, <laughs> you know. I think there's only one, hopefully. <laughs> well, you're, you're the only one connected with me, so that works. Okay, yeah, yeah. So just make sure Rob is a connection as well. <laughs> No, that's that's cool, and I hope I hope your Instagram is just like you on the beach and and enjoying oh the, the the weather. You have to check it out and see. <laughs> I'm just I'm just looking out the window here, and we we have snow, and it's uh, I I believe it's close to minus twenty Celsius today. So it's it's uh yeah not not nice. <laughs> well, we're about minus thirty two C. I'm sorry, we are plus 32 C. So I, I would send the sunshine your way. I always try. I don't know <laughs> if that, but we will try. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll take I'll take any of it you I can get, right? <laughs> <laughs> so Sonia, yeah, I appreciate you taking some time out of your pie day Saturday to talk to us today. Yes, Rob, you owe me a pie. <laughs> well, I don't know now if I can send it to you with the with oh, the COVID no. scares. I I will collect it at another time. No worries. <laughs> I'll send you some toilet paper instead. <laughs> that too. That's very valuable at this point. <laughs> yeah. That okay. So last thing I want to say. So, um, on that note with respect to some stress reduction stuff. Um, it's something that I've really been, I've, I've kind of been blessed with it, but it's, it's this hysteria and fear that's going around and it's, it adds a lot to people's stress. What I want to sort of just kind of throw out as a tip for you is controllable versus uncontrollable. A lot of people right now, they're, they're very scared about what they cannot control, whether that's the election, whether that's, you know, the stock market, whether that's COVID, whether that's whatever. These things you, you can't, you, like you really don't have much influence. Like, yes, you can vote. Yes, you can wash your hands. Yes, you can stay inside. They're, like, take those reasonable steps but you can't spend your whole life worrying about what you can't control. It's going to cause you a lot of anxiety and you can see it now. Like people are kind of freaking out about this stuff. Like what I want, what I really want, if, if you take anything away from this podcast, other than a lot of the good stuff we talked about with learning more about yourself, having that self-awareness. But this last tip here is focus on what you can control or at least what you can influence. You know, like I, I mentioned this in, in a newsletter, but 
around a year ago, I actually lost my job at my previous employer. And, and a lot of people, what happens when they lose their job is they focus, you know, they focus on what they can't control. So they get anxious about it. You know, they get down on themselves, those types of things. Like what I ended up doing was I scaled up my content. Like I could directly do that myself. And, you know, you've seen it in the growth. You've seen it in how this content has changed. You've seen it in me. And, you know, it even led to me, you know, hiring a coach and kind of getting into, you know, more into myself. And, and I think that that's where you're going to see gains. And, you know, even just in this last year, like I have a better job now that I'm doing stuff that I'm more like I enjoy more. It's better suited for me. Um, my content, it's shifted. More people are engaged with it. You know, like basically in a year, like my life has improved immensely. And I expect it's going to continue even through this period of fear. Like I'm still doubling down on myself and we'll see where we'll be at Pi Day next year. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have a pie on it. <laughs> That's right. I'll I'll, uh, I'll have to come down, you know, we'll have to come down okay. and have a, have a live podcast from the beach. Oh yeah. We can, I, that can be arranged. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, Sonia, I really appreciate you coming on and I really appreciate actually the content that you're putting out. I mean, in terms of starting to do this emotional intelligence stuff, like I love it. And I, I mean, I think I'm going to go down that route myself. Mm -hmm. I, I'm glad that you, I'm glad if you do that. So, cause we need to try and reach and help as much people as we can. Cause that's, that, that's our goal. That's our purpose, helping each other. So I'm, I would be so happy if you do that. <laughs> yeah, no, I appreciate it. And everyone listening, uh, I appreciate you guys listening so much. And I hope you got some value from this one. I uh, definitely would be interested in any feedback you have, whether positive or negative. Send me an email or send me a LinkedIn message. I'd love to hear it. Um, and yeah, if you haven't yet, subscribe to Rob's Reliability Project on your favorite podcast yeah. platform. <laughs> Sonia, thank you very much. Fourth time. We'll have to get you back on for number five soon. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Look at that. I'm at number five now. <laughs> Everyone, thanks for listening, and we'll see you all next week.